podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. These are the best double game week differentials. Welcome to the Gianni Baticci YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. Game week 25 is the first big double game week of the season. Four teams playing twice. And of course, we're going to be stacking up on their assets. And Haaland, De Bruyne, Foden, Jota, Darwin, Van Dijk. These guys are going to be really popular. But who are the differentials from those four teams that we should have our eye on? If we're looking to shoot up our mini leagues, we always need one or two players in our squad that are lowly owned. So we see big, big gains, sometimes high risk, high reward players. But look, let's start with Liverpool. Now, there is at Liverpool an obvious buy this week if what we hear and what we see on Thursday, Friday falls our way. So if we're selling Trent Alexander-Arnold, Connor Bradley, ladies and gents, Connor Bradley is going to be so, so popular. But we probably need to see training ground pictures and we probably need to hear from Jurgen Klopp because Connor Bradley, a couple of games back when Trent was injured, wow, did he hit the ground running. We saw him in Premier League games against Fulham and Chelsea and the FA Cup game against Norwich. And actually, let's have a look at the average position maps from these games. Let's start with the last game against Chelsea that he played. Sky high. High and wide. Not necessarily the, the, the position you'd expect to see Trent in. Trent this season and last, he's been inverting. This is like Trent back in the day, really wide, really high. And look look how much higher he is than the left back there, Gomez. It's like a back three, Bradley, go and express yourself. Um, 20 points I think he got in, in this particular game against Chelsea. Amazing, scored his first goal for the club. But before that, let's check out that Norwich FA Cup game. Exactly the same position. Like He's more advanced than a few of the midfielders, right? Uh, again, what about the Fulham game? Same average position map, high and wide. And this is why we're going to like Connor Bradley if we think he's starting. Now, why hasn't he featured in the last couple of weeks? Well, many of you will be familiar with his story. Really sad story that his dad passed. And of course, he didn't make the squad. He wouldn't expect him to. Klopper said, you know, take some time. The big question for me is, how long will he be off? Will he be back? Especially with Trent flagged, do we look at it and go, okay, well, Bradley is is gonna is gonna is gonna be needed, and actually Klopp will be chatting with him, and maybe he'll be saying, yeah, I want to play. So it depends. We don't know how he will deal with the loss of his father. We don't know if it's I want to keep playing or if it's I'm distracted here. I'm in no fit state. You're gonna completely understand with either answer. Um, that's why training ground photos and what Klopp says will be so key. If we think Bradley's going to start, then Bradley, for me, will be an easy transfer in this double game week. If you want someone a little bit more reliable, perhaps, for minutes, uh, because he's played last time out, and that that's Andy Robertson, right? 6.3 million, he's only 3% owned. We know what Rob, Robbo does. Will he be as dangerous as Bradley if they both play in the same team? I probably think Bradley will be a little bit more dangerous, although Robbo comes with set-piece threat. He's also a fair few million more. Um, but look, good, good picks there. Because Liverpool, we can't forget the fixtures in the double game week are good, right? They're really good. It's Brentford and then it's Luton at home. Brentford away, Luton at home. I like these fixtures for Liverpool. Do bear in mind though, if you're not free hitting in 26 or wildcarding in 26, these guys don't have a fixture. So they'll be instant sells or they'll be benched. I'm okay with that because I think the upside in 25 is big enough to go double, if not triple, Liverpool. Um, and then elsewhere, I mean, I've got Jota and Diaz, and I'm, uh, Jota and Darwin, and I'm very happy. But there is a third attacker there, and that's Diaz, who's under 10% owned. 
Um, he's got 12, 5, 9 in his last three. That's three big scores, 12, 5 and 9, two big scores and a, and a mediocre one in his last three. He's only 7.5 million. Is Salah back in the mix? Does that affect Luis Diaz minutes? Well, probably, yeah. But I still think he's good for potentially two starts, if not a start and a 30. Do I prefer Jota and Darwin? Probably for minutes, yes. Probably for points, yes. But Luis Diaz is that differential if you want to go completely different. Um, so look, Liverpool, three options there. Three options to consider. We've got to talk about City. We've got to talk about Luton. But first, let's just touch on Brentford because this is a hard, this is a very difficult double game week on paper. They host to Liverpool and then they go to Man City. Two of the toughest fixtures you could wish for. But Brentford historically caused the big teams problems. They've just beaten Wolves. They do play in game week 26 and they also play in game week 29, which is another blank. So actually investing in Brentford now isn't a bad play at all. Again, three players with Good, good options under 10%. One of them is a new signing. Now, this is the Brentford Wolves game, the average position map from a certain Regalon. Sergio Regalon was a bit like Bradley, high and wide. Um, he got three bonus points against Wolves, by the way. Crosses are plenty, successful dribbles. All those 32 underlying metrics of the BPS, Regalon's ticking a lot of boxes. And as we can see, our Brentford have been setting up Back three with wing backs. And look, Regalon higher there than every other defender, higher there than the right wing back. He's on a par on the halfway line with a few of the mids. We like that very much. Um, he's going to be dangerous at Brentford, Regalon. Maybe that's more his level. We saw him not get much game time at United. He struggled at Spurs. Didn't have a great return to Spain. But Brentford, I think this could be a system in which he thrives. Because he's definitely more wing-back than full-back. We know that. His strengths are in attack, which make him a good FPL asset. Another good FPL asset in the last couple of weeks. The average position map doesn't matter much for this one. But that's Flecken in goal. Like against Man City, sure, he was busy. I think he made 12 saves. But he got a 10-pointer against Man City, despite conceding. Uh, he got a 7-pointer against Wolves. He's picked up a bonus in there. He's, he, look, saves are plenty. 12 saves against City, fives against, against Wolves. But the good sign here is he's making saves. He's getting saves. Earlier in the season, Flecken was really bad. And actually, I think the goals prevented amongst all goalkeepers in the Premier League. He was right, right at the bottom of the table, bottom of the charts. He wasn't saving much. Well, now he looks like he's got a little bit more confidence. And again, this shows us against Man City, he went got big, big points. So the fact he plays Liverpool and City, sure, we don't expect clean sheets, but he's going to be busy. That means save points. That means potential bonus points. So I don't mind Flecken at all. I actually prefer him to any of the centre-backs. And then remember, Flecken plays in 26. He plays in 29. Tony. How is he under 10% owned? I know he's been out the game for a while, but since he's been back, goals are plenty. Uh, he'll score against the big boys. He's cheaper than Ollie Watkins. There will be managers out there this, this week. There's a lot of managers already that have transferred Watkins out and Tony in. Is that a move I would make for free? Probably is, yeah. Is it worth a transfer if transfers are tight and you're trying to fill out, make sure you don't use too many transfers so you can fill a team in 26 and 29? That's what I'm doing, I'm not using any chips. Um, transfers are tight. I've got to be rolling and using smart transfers when I can. And I don't think there's enough between Tony and Watkins to make the switch if it costs you a transfer. But if I was on, say, wildcard now, Tony would be in. Of course he would be. Um, and again, someone that scores against the big boys. So look, 8.2 million, 
he's under 10% owned. I like Tony very much. I like him as a punt. In fact, you would argue to say, from all the names mentioned so far, Tony's a really nice differential. He's right at the top of the charts. Man City to come. Luton to come. Before we do, if you guys fancy hitting that like button and subscribing to the channel. Loads of new subscribers. Uh, hello to you guys if you're new and you've just been watching for the last week or two. That's been awesome. Like I love the fact that you guys are coming on as part of the journey. You may have seen me before on Fantasy Football Scout or the FPL show or on Sky Sports News. Well, this is my YouTube channel and it's almost a year old um, and I'm delighted to have so many of you on the journey with me uh, following me for these videos and the lives on this channel so thank you guys uh, for hitting that subscribe button do make sure you check out Fantasy Football Scout who sponsor uh, the channel as well link in the description so look Luton 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 my advice last week was if you're going to go Luton for the double game week in 25 you go Luton in 24 because they play Sheffield United at home it was so Luton to lose that game. I bought in Bell, 3.9 defender. He'd mopped up two bonus points, which I was happy with. But the defender of choice here has to be Dowerty. Like, if you can afford it, you go Dowerty. He's got seven assists this season. He wasn't even nailed at the start of the season, but now he is nailed. He comes off a bit, doesn't always play 90, but he always starts. Average position map for Dowerty. I showed you Regalons and I showed you Bradleys. Two very attacking fullbacks. Wingbacks. Doughty beats him if we're interested in average position. Look at this from Sheffield, the Sheffield United game. Doughty is the most advanced man on the pitch for Luton. He's higher than Adebayo. He's higher than Morris, the two strikers. This is this is license to thrill, right? He didn't. He only got one point. And actually, I saw people playing Doughty, and rightly so, instead of a Gabriel or a Salibo, both got goals and clean sheets. Um, but look, Doughty's, I'd love him in my team this week. I can't quite get there. Um, but double game week now. Doesn't play in 26 Luton. And the fixtures in 25 are Man United at home, which I think they can pick up points, and Liverpool away. So it's tough. But he also doubles in 28. And he'll probably play in 29 as well against Forest. Doughty's a very good pickup this week. And I'm a bit jealous of those that can have him because I can't. Um... We're going to see assists. We're going to see successful crosses. We're going to see bonus points if he returns. In games he returns, because he's so good in all the metrics of the BPS, if he does get a goal or an assist, he'll get bonus points too. I really like Doughty. I'm thinking, as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking, can I get him in? And who would I prioritise? Would it be Bradley or Doughty? I think it'd be Bradley this week. But then if you're making a transfer in 27, it's going to be Doughty, who you know doubles in 28 and plays in... 29 um yeah like him very much and look there's people out there that might sell Poro that might be me um we'll talk about that in my team selection video on Friday shall we um other Brighton play uh Luton players well look there's Luton players aplenty here like I've gone Bell because I've needed I only had 3.9 million to spend on a defender Kaminsky's a good option Luton players are all only owned pretty much all under 10 percent um but what about Barkley in the middle of the park? Barkley's 5 million. He's had seven returns in the last 10 games. Um, he's playing proper deep. He's, he's a bit of a quarterback in this team. Bit of a PLO. Um, which is working for him. The game's in front of him. 
He's got plenty of plenty of like of, of runners there at Luton. He can look wide. He can look to to Dowerty and Co. He can look to two forwards. Plenty of players to hit for Luton. They do have a go. So Barkley's got options. He's such a good passer of the ball, and he's got great vision. He's got great timing. Um, Barkley, if you want to spend five million on a midfielder at the moment. Seems like a good, good option. I'm surprised he's so lowly owned with those returns. And then look, up front, they've moved from playing one up front to two. At the start of the season, it was often Morris or Adebayo. Now it's two. Now Morris does have the penalty threat, but Adebayo in terms of open play goal threat looks to be the one. So, so cheap. Adebayo, nine goals this season. Like if you said Luton, there was going to be a Luton striker out there that had nine goals by February, Luton manager would snap your hand off. Like Adebayo is a good, good option. So look, Adebayo has to be considered, I think, especially if we're looking to to save money. Like buying players like Barkley and Adebayo, they're enabling probably other moves as well, right? We haven't spoken about City. A few reasons why. Reason number one why I've not mentioned City so far is, well, they seem to dominate every video I do. It's nice for them to take a back seat for a while. But reason number two, the City players we all own highly owned they don't class as differentials Harlan, De Bruyne, Foden, Kyle Walker they are all way more than 10% owned are there any City players that are differentials that are actually good picks and I question that I'm not going to give you three names honestly the players I've just mentioned they're the City players I'd buy if you want to go differential at City though I'm going to give you two names one at the back and that's Ake Guardiola we know is mistraining didn't play last time out he can play left back or left centre back and Pep loves him at the moment at the moment he goes through phases with centre backs Laporte was flavour of the month before and then sold Diaz has been flavour of the month and then missed some games Stones and Akanji have had their time in Pep's like Pep's eye but yeah Ake is the one at the moment he seems to just play every week Walker was by the way until maybe stuff off the field has affected him Walker's missed two of the last three or four games um I do think Walker comes back in, but I think just for minutes, I'd probably go Ake. Also, goal threat. And look, the City defenders do not come with upside anymore. We miss Cancelo very much. Um, Ake does give you a bit of goal threat. He's, all, he's not the biggest, but he seems to win a lot of headers, uh, attacking headers. Uh, he's just over 7% owned, Ake. And then there's a midfielder that always catches the eye, but doesn't feel like a much of an FPL asset. He's more of an eye test than sort of passing actual actual returns and that's Doku you know Doku and Haaland still haven't combined for a goal how the amount of times I see Doku get into the byline beating his man get into the byline and crossing from good positions where he should find Haaland and he doesn't ever hit him how have Haaland and Doku not combined for a goal Honestly, when I see Doku on the pitch and I've got Haaland captain, I'm like, oh no. And again against Everton, Doku came off, Grealish came on and Haaland scored a couple of goals. I can't remember if they were both when Doku came off, but definitely Haaland looks better with Grealish. Um, but look, Doku is exciting and he has gone and hit like a 20-pointer once this season. Does he start both games in the double game week? Well, look, they've got Chelsea at home, Brentford at home. I think he starts one of them. You think he starts one of them. If you thought he'd start in both though, even though he can't hit Haaland, he's still dangerous. He can shoot himself. He can find other players. At some point, he's going to find Haaland. That's still learning each other's games. Young young players haven't played together long. Um, Doku's like just over 2% owned. So he's an option. So look, I'm giving you three Luton. I'm giving you three Liverpool, three Brentford. 
and a couple of Man City players. This video was actually inspired by one of my channel members, uh, John, who's one of our ultras in the WhatsApp group. If you want to be a channel member, just hit that join button at the bottom of the screen. John said, can you do a differential video? Now, John, I've done this differential video for double game week 25 and I've focused on the double game week videos but if you guys like it and the video gets a good response let me know in the comments I'll do a differential video next week as well focusing on players that play in 26 and game week 29 because 29 is the biggest blank of the season and lots don't want to use a free hit in the blanks of 26 and 9. I hope you've checked out my chip strategy video by the way if you haven't then do go find it I dropped it literally yesterday on this YouTube channel a chip strategy guide which talks through my chip strategy and a couple of other options. For me, the best strategy will be to navigate this period without free hit in the blanks and go off free transfers only. Therefore, we need the best players that are playing for teams like Brentford or like um, whoever. Spurs play in 29. Villa play in 29. They play in 26 as well. So who should we be targeting from 26 onwards? I'll do differentials for those teams as well. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching. Hope you've enjoyed this video. My team selection will be out on Friday as well. Oh, I'm excited to show you that one. Uh, but for now, I'll see you very soon. Podcast Network.